Now, I'm going to tell you two selkie stories. The first one is a classic. It's from the island of North Ronaldsea, the most northerly of the Orkney Islands. And it's set on a farm called Westness, which I know well. I worked there once a long time ago. Anyway, the good man of Westness was a handsome and prosperous farmer. And the neighbouring neighbourhood girls, they all smiled at him and were nice to him because, you know, he would actually be quite a good husband to land, they thought. But he had no interest in women at all. He totally disregarded them. He said that they were just a trouble and a nuisance to him, and he had enough problems in his life without having to have a woman as well to think about and look after. And the girls, of course, the local girls, they didn't like that one little bit. And they used to sniff and point their noses in the air whenever he went by. And they used to call him a very old young man. He was old for his years. Some of the older women just shook their heads and said, Boy, you shouldn't be so disrespectful. You may fall in love yourself one day. Ha! Fat chance of that, he said. Hmm. You should be careful when you say things like that, because they might just come true. Now, one day, he was down along the shore when he heard a sound of laughter and splashing of water. And he went along slowly, and he saw that there was a group of selky folk, and they were playing in the water, splashing around in human form. And some of them were lying sleeping on the rocks in the sunshine, and others were running around in a shallow pool of water. Where they were, there was rocks, and at the one side of it there was deep blue water but at the other side there was a shallow pool. And they were playing all around this area, and nearby to where they were playing lay their sealskins, all discarded, all lying on the ground. Now he knew that these were the selkie folk, and a thought gripped him. If I could get one of those skins, he thought, hmm... So, he very quietly crept up, they didn't notice him coming, until he set off at a run, and he sprinted towards where the skins were lying, and he splashed through the pool of water. Soon as they heard him coming, splashing through the water, they immediately grabbed their skins, and they headed back to the sea. But he was just fast enough to snatch one up before its owner could get her hand to it. And he rolled it up, and he put it under his coat, and he walked home. Now, as he was walking, he could hear behind him the sound of sobbing, the sound of a woman crying. And he turned around and looked, and there was a selkie maiden, the selkie maiden whose skin he had. And she spoke to him, and she said, Oh, please, please give me back my skin. 
I cannot go back into the sea without my skin. If I don't have my skin, I can't go back and see my family again. I can't be with my own people. Oh, please take pity on me and give me back my skin. If you ever hope to have mercy in your life, then take pity and have mercy on me now and give me back my skin. Mm -hmm. He looked at her. She was beautiful, beyond beautiful. And he started to feel something that he'd never felt before in his life. There was a strange tickling inside his chest. His heart started to beat faster, to jump up and down a bit. And that feeling, that strange yearning, longing, desire, started to burn within him. Oh, yes, he was falling in love. He had never experienced anything like this in his life before. But he knew what it must be. No, he said, I will not give you back your skin. You must come and live with me and be my wife. Oh, how the poor Selkie lass sobbed when she heard that. Her heart was breaking. She begged and she pleaded down on her knees. She begged to get that skin back, but the man could harden his heart at will. Her cries and her tears meant nothing to him. They washed over him like the sea washes over a rock and leaves it unmoved. Well, she had no option. She couldn't go back to the sea. She had nowhere to live on land. So she had to accept the man of Westness's demand. And she went and lived with him there and became his wife. Now, the time passed, and she had seven children with Westness, as he was just known. She had four boys and three girls. And she was a wonderful housewife and mother, she was a wonderful baker, brewed the finest ale, could spin wool, and she was devoted to her children. She was a good wife and a good mother, but sad, so sad. There was a sorrow on her that you could almost taste. She carried grief in her heart. Her heart was like a stone. She grieved and she sorrowed for that lost skin. She grieved and she sorrowed for that lost life, living under the sea. And she grieved and she longed most for her selkie man, her lover, her seal husband. Well, sometimes she would have a faraway look in her eye, distant. When you spoke to her, there was no answer. 
She was thinking of something a long way away, something very different from what any human could have imagined. And whenever she had the opportunity, she would go and sit by the side of the sea and listen to the sound of the waves. And occasionally, a great big seal, a big bull seal, would rise up from the sea, and it would bob up and down, upright in the water, staring at her, and she would stare at him, and the tears would roll down her cheeks. Now, one day, the good man of Westness got his boat ready to go to fishing, and he took with him his three eldest sons, and they set off in the boat. Now the selkie wife sent the three other children off down to the shore to gather some uh, uh, shellfish for baiting the hooks. So they were out the house. That left her youngest daughter, and she was left at home because she'd cut her foot a few days before, and it had turned septic. It was bilin, as we would say. So the mother had very carefully cleaned the wound and wrapped it in a bandage. And then she left the child sitting with her foot up on a stool while she started to clean the house from top to bottom. Well, at least that's what she told her daughter she was doing. What she was really doing was looking for her missing sealskin, her lost sealskin, her stolen sealskin. And she searched and she searched high and low looking for that skin, but she couldn't find the hiding place. Eventually, her little daughter said to her, Mommy, what are you looking for? Oh, she said, oh, I'm just looking for a, a bonny skin to make a pair of slippers for you, to help your foot to heal. Aha, well, maybe I know where there is such a skin, said the wee girl. Really? said her mother. Where? Well, you see, there was one day when Dad was in the house by himself. And he thought I was sleeping in the bed, but I wasn't sleeping. I peeped at him to see what he was doing. And he was searching uh, below the roof at the top of the wall, where the roof and the, and the wall meet. He was above the bed, and he took down a bonny skin, and he looked at it. And then he rolled it up, and he hid it back above the bed again, between the head of the wall and the flagstone roof. Well, as soon as the woman heard that selkie wife, she ran over to the bed, and she went under that slate roof, and on top of the wall head, there, hidden, was her skin. She took it, and there was a little cry of joy broke from her lips. But then she turned around to the youngest daughter, and she said, Farewell to thee, me bonny piddy buddo, my pretty little child. And she ran out of the door, down to the sea, and with a cry of joy she pulled on the skin, and she dived back into the sea.
Now, as she entered the water, a big bull selkie came swimming up to her, and there was a very tender reunion between the two of them. They were so happy to see each other. The tears flowed from their eyes. They were so joyful. But at that very moment, Westness came around the headland in his boat with his children, his three eldest sons with him. And the selkie wife swam over to him, and she lifted the skin from off her face so that he could once more gaze at her face. And she said, Good man of Westness, farewell to thee. I liked you well, you were good to me, but I love more my man of the sea. And with that she pulled the sealskin back over her face, and the two seals dived to the bottom of the sea and were not seen again. Now, Westness searched for his selkie wife for the rest of his life. He always wandered the shore and stared out to sea. But never again was he destined to see her beautiful face. Now, the second story is very short, which is why I'm just chucking it in here. It comes from the island of Sandy, where my father came from. In fact, it's in Burness. It's the same parish he came from, not far away. So, um, there is two islands called the Homes of Ayr. So this is a story from there. It's called the Selkie's Revenge. Now, the crofters in Burness could use the Homes of Ayr to graze their sheep on. You see, common grazing was getting to be scarce. Lairds were enlarging the fields, and common grazing was disappearing. It was being absorbed into farms. But the homes of Ayer were two small islands, and they were only accessible at low tide. And even then, only at very low tide could you pass over dry food to them. Now, the farmers, all the crofters, they were driving their sheep out there one day to graze on the homes. And as they went out, one of them spotted down on the shore, there was a selkie pup, a grey seal in its white coat. Well, he said, that would make a fine skin. You can't touch that, said the other crofters. You can't touch the selkie. Bairn, I mean, that's the selkie folk's bairn. You'll be in trouble if you harm it. <laughs> Rubbish, he said. That would be a grand skin, and I'm going to have it. And he went down to the shore, and he clubbed the poor wee selkie pup on the head and killed it. And then he skinned it, and he brought the white skin home with him in triumph. Well, that night a strange thing happened because all that crofter sheep on the homes of Ayr disappeared. None of the other crofter sheep disappeared. They were all marked so they knew who owned what. None of the other crofters had their sheep interfered with at all. None of them lost a sheep. But that man lost every single sheep that he had. And the crofter said, Well, that's what you get 
for killing a selkie bairn, and the selkie folk have certainly had their revenge on you, boy.'